From Yahoo Finance, this is Ballots and Dollars, a podcast about the politics that affect your pocketbook. I'm Rick Newman. And I'm Jen Rogers, in for Alexis Christophorus. Today we are talking about Mayor Mike Bloomberg and his bid to be president. Rick Newman, is he really running for president? Uh, you know, when you said his bid to be president, I was I, I was thinking to myself, his bid to be president or kingmaker, because that seems to be possibly the other role he might have. But before we jump in, Jen, thank you for stepping in. Alexis, the, our regular host, she's over in Davos. Very fancy. Uh, I know. She's where the special people are, and we're here in this, um, you know, airless little room uh, down in Manhattan somewhere. So thank you for stepping in. I'm on your show quite a lot, actually. Glad final to be round, here. A great final round. And as we tape, I'll be on later today, and we talk about this stuff all the time. So you're a superb uh, substitute for Alexis. Um, you know, I've been uh, waiting to focus much on Bloomberg and spend much time on him because at the, when he got into the race, which I guess was in uh, December formally, uh, you know, I mean, he started out polling at 2%. Uh, that's when we had, I mean, we still have, I think, 12 Democrats. He's one of them, but that's when we had close to, we still had close to 20. And it was like, well, he's, you know, he's, he's way down among the also-rans. Well, he's not among the also-rans anymore. Um, and he has come up quite a lot in the polls. So, uh, the last I looked, um, he is, he went from 2%, you know, that's 2% of, uh, Democrats say he might be their first choice. That's up to between six and seven percent. And uh, at seven percent nationally, he's right behind Pete Buttigieg. Now, Buttigieg get, is getting has gotten a lot of attention, and he is on the debate. He has been in the debates, of course. Bloomberg is not in the debates for uh, some technical reasons. He doesn't qualify. Um, but so he's to have gotten as close to that close to Buttigieg uh, just by spending money on ads, basically. Uh, you know, that's saying something. So he he's becoming something. I think nobody knows exactly what. I mean, we've never really done it like this before with with a guy who's rich and funding his own campaign. We've had a couple of those before, including Trump in 2016. But Bloomberg also is a successful politician. He has actually gotten elected before. And he so that's is, this is new. He is so much richer than Trump. He's so he's much richer, richer than everybody. Do you know, he's like just number nine. In the world. The that's we in have, the world, have, not just. That's crazy times. We've never dealt with somebody that is this right. rich running to be the leader of the free world. And you say he spent some money on ads. He spent $217 million Already? on ads. If he weren't <laughs> up in the polls, I'd be thinking something was wrong with advertising overall. Yeah, I, you're right. And just to, I mean, I'm glad you make that point about how rich he is because, so Trump, uh, Trump did not fully self-fund his campaign in 2016. I think he self-funded a lot of the primary election and then he got a lot of help once he was a nominee. But I think Trump's maximum was $100 million throughout the whole election or I think that's what he said he spent he would he was willing to spend I'm not sure he spent that much but Bloomberg has already spent more than twice what Trump spent and he has said he is willing to spend up to 1 billion dollars to beat Trump which would be 10 times what Trump uh, spent and the, if he spent 1 billion dollars that would only that would knock his personal wealth down by less than 2% and He's you know worth 55 billion dollars yeah and I have you ever bid on anything on eBay like or yeah. any auction, yes. you get into it and you're like, I'm going to spend fifty dollars. But <laughs> right. then you're into it and you think you end up spending like a hundred and two. So <laughs> I do not think that the fact that he has said I will spend a billion is a ceiling at all uh, you could out be there. Right. Uh, so I, I have a feeling Bloomberg thinks differently when he's bidding on items on eBay. 
This um, is the most valuable <laughs> item in the world to yeah, be president he, of the United he would just States. Buy eBay, wouldn't he? he yeah, just buy it. That's easy. Why? He's like, why am I bidding? I'm just going to buy this company. It's. When you the numbers, I think, are just staggering in terms of his wealth and how much he's spending. Just overall, can you kind of run down just to put it in perspective yeah, sure. how big it is? Because I sure. think, especially look, we're in New York. A lot of these ads haven't hit me, but I made a call to you know somebody in another state, and they're seeing them. A lot so of these ads. He's may, going a lot of different yeah, a lot places. Of these ads may never hit us in New York uh, unless he decides that's a place where he wants to spent a lot of money. So, um, so, so Bloomberg has spent uh, 217 million bucks on ads so far. And I don't think all of those ads have run. I think a lot of that he's, he has bought ad time in the future. Uh, and there's one report where when Bloomberg, like in Houston, I think I saw one report because he's buying uh, so much ad space, he's driving up the cost of the, of ad, uh, ad rates because yeah. it's a kind of a limited supply. I mean, there's not an unlimited supply of basically TV and radio uh, ads. So, so anyway, 217 for Bloomberg, Tom Steyer, the other billionaire in the race worth a mere 1.6 billion. Poor he's, Tom he's only worth Steyer. about 2%, 2% of Bloomberg. He's 2% of a Bloomberg. He spent 143 million. That's a lot. So he's close. But then all of the other Democrats combined have only spent $116 million, so barely half, uh, and that's, what is that? That's about 10 Democrats have to, combined have spent only about half of what Bloomberg himself has spent, and Trump has spent $50 million so far, but Trump's got a, fair, a lot of money in the bank, and he's going to spend more than that. So, um, man, that's a lot of advertising. And he has really staffed up. He has a, yeah. reportedly has a thousand campaign staffers, which is what you would have maybe in October yeah. going into a race. He has more staffers than anybody and else on the ground. That means you've got ground. people on the ground to go around, uh, talk to voters, get voters excited, figure out where you need to be focusing to get voters out. I mean, so money doesn't buy everything. It, it's not automatically true that the person with the most money wins, but it buys all of the things you need to win. Is so that OK? That, so this is the question. When you lay it I out that way, to. is it OK to spend everything, all your own money? What if you spend $5 billion and he wins? Yeah. Is, is, this, is this OK for American democracy? I'm not sure. But my, as I think about it, it's, I feel like it's more OK than I used to think. And uh, here's the reason why. Um, it just takes money to win uh, an election at the national level. I don't think that's necessarily true at the, it's definitely not true at the local level. Uh, I mean, at the local level and probably even at the state level, you you certainly see people kind of coming out of nowhere and just getting some energy and some volunteers and stuff. I mean, I can think of somebody in my um, county who uh, just won an election last November and it was like that. It was a small business person. Uh, she uh, just wanted to take on this incumbent she felt wasn't getting the job done. You know, it's people standing on the subway platform or the train platform and knocking on doors. I mean, that makes a difference locally. Nationally, look, it just takes a lot of money to win. And whoever is going to win these elections, is whether they have the money themselves or they have to get it from, uh, some, uh, from other people, it's going to take tons of money to get elected. I mean, it took tons for Obama to get elected. Um, Hillary Clinton, for all the connections and as well known as she is, she spent almost twice as much in Trump as Trump. That wasn't her money. But in a way, if you're spending other people's money, you're more uh, obligated to your donors to do what they want. So given that the election system we have just requires money, I'm not sure I mind that Bloomberg is buying his way into the election. And I'm not sure I would mind if he bought himself 
uh, the Democratic nomination, given that he would be buying uh, he would be buying the airtime in the influence with voters, he would not be literally buying votes. He would be buying access to voters, and they would still voters would still have a choice. Uh, whether to vote for him or not, I think we should reform the system to get where, so that money matters less. Um, so because I think money is very corrupting in politics, but I don't. I'm not sure I mind. What do you think? I think that that's what this election's all about. Isn't that why we're seeing people like Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren? They're doing okay in the polls, and I think that it's about structural reform. And it seems kind of interesting. Again, who are the writers that are behind that? I mean, the, the, it just feels like I'm watching a movie that another billionaire is going to come in and disrupt this race when the Democrats are trying to make it about getting money out of politics. And all we're doing is putting more money into politics. It's just what what happens if with the President Bloomberg, you know, go four <laughs> years, go eight years, you still don't get the changes that people I wish Some I knew people where, you want. Know what, I wish I knew where he stood on this, and I don't. Where does he stand on campaign finance reform? And that would specifically, most importantly, be finding a way to repeal uh, the 2014 Supreme Court ruling. What was it called? The, Citizens uh, United. Thank you. Citizens United. Was that 2014? I remember that right? You know no, what, it was Rick, I don't even Sorry. know how old I am anymore. I've completely <laughs> lost track of the year. All Citizens United. <laughs> you know, it, the millennials, the three millennials who are watching this podcast are listening. They're like, why don't they just pull out their phone and Google it? Because I am doing that do. right now. Okay, good. Okay. Citizens uh, United, 2010. 2010. Thank you. Um, I, I, I would think that, I don't know, it's a, it's a good quote. So when we inv- interview him, we're going to have to ask him specifically, what do you want to do about Citizens United? But, you know, Bloomberg overall is a, uh, and I'm talking about after his three terms as mayor of New York. So what he has done since in terms of the kinds of things he's funding, and he does have a, a, a foundation that funds a lot of these things. He is generally a kind of a good government Democrat type of person. Um, and Even though he was a Republican and an independent. He's been everything. I mean, if, if you think about it, though, that kind of is ideal preparation for winning a general election against Donald Trump, right? And um, as a, if he were the Democratic nominee, he would be the most centrist. Uh, he's more centrist than Joe Biden. Um, and so as it stands, Biden, Buttigieg, and Klobuchar are considered the centrists among the Democrats, uh, the ones who don't favor Medicare for all, the ones who are don't who don't who say no, no, we're not going to just eliminate the whole private insurance system, uh, we're not going to tax billionaires because we think it would be unworkable. So I think Bloomberg would even be to the right of them, but would put him more in the center, um, which I think would make him very electable against Trump because he's just kind of a pragmatic, business friendly guy, and he would get uh, some of those voters Democrats need if they're going to be Trump. Um, so we can talk a little bit about what does he stand for, but I, I, I kind of wonder if that even matters. I mean, given, I think, given the way he's positioning himself. I mean, the reason. Let's just go to the. Uh, let's make a huge jump and say that he's the nominee. I think that is a huge jump, but let's make it and say impossible. how he matches up against President Trump. And certainly he's a centrist and he's yep. pro-business, and you're not going to be asking him if he's a socialist, but. In terms of the inequality issues, in terms of the manufacturing jobs, people who have been losing their jobs, what has he done for them? Here in New York City, under Bloomberg, inequality surged in this city. I I don't think you—how does does AOC get elected in a post-Bloomberg world if he— 
got this city to be something that's for everybody. Well, which you is the lived people in, we're going you lived after. in New York City during the during his, when he was mayor, and I didn't. I've always lived in the suburbs, and I uh, I kind of liked him as mayor, but it didn't matter. I didn't get to vote for or against him, and he didn't affect me directly. Uh, I you know I I saw Bloomberg speak at a conference a few years ago, but when it was clear he had he had decided not to run in 2016, and I'm not. I, it, he made it sound as if he was there was no way he was even thinking about mm-hmm. running in 2020. He is 77 years old, by the way. And somebody asked him why he why he decided not to run in 2016, and he said, I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said, I just didn't think a New York Jew could win in the rest of the country. And um, he seems to have changed his mind. Um, but I, I mean, that is going to be totally tested. I mean, um, you know, the, the rest of America doesn't love New York City and they don't love the way uh, things get done here. So, um, I mean, I think that would be an issue. But do, you do we do need to remember that the next election is not really I mean, he's if he's the Democratic nominee, he'll win all the blue states. And that's a lot. So we know that's uh, California, New York, obviously, and the, the other obvious. And that's a lot of electoral votes. But what the election is going to come down to five or six states, and it's going to come down to about 5% of the electorate in those five or six states. So that's swing voters in Minnesota, Wisconsin, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Michigan, uh, possibly Arizona, and possibly Florida. Um, but we know the last election hinged on 80 to 100,000 votes. And this one, I mean, that tells you the relatively small group of voters that this whole battle is about. And I, I think one thing Bloomberg has going for him is this operation we've talked about, a thousand people, all the money he needs to hire anybody. Uh, and he's he knows how to run an election because he's done it three times here in New York. Um, he probably will be very good at going to the places where he needs to convince the right people to vote for him and get them to do it. I mean, that's what Hillary Clinton famously was bad at in 2016 when she never even visited Wisconsin because she thought it was a lock and she ended up losing it. So, however, he uh, is. I, I, I mean, you know, yeah. nobody know. you know, the, even the even the best political scientists who followed this for decades and know, you know, every down to the third decimal point, what every demographic group votes for. They don't know. They're like, we really don't have there's no precedent for what he's doing here. No textbook at all when you Ross flood Perot, this much money Ross in. Perot did it in 92, but first of all, he spent nowhere near as much right. money even when you account for inflation. Ross, Ross, Ross Perot was not a proven politician. I think that's, that's a huge difference is that Bloomberg um, – and, you know, getting elected a mayor of New York City, it's not like getting elected mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Right. Um, no dig intended. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, Blue, uh, New York City is, is the size of many states. So it's equivalent to a governorship in that way. Uh, and the the budget here, the current budget, they're talking about a $95 billion budget. I mean, that's a lot of money, you know? I mean... <laughs> Does, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of money. I, does this play right into Elizabeth Warren's hands and her railing against uh, billionaires? Look, she can just say, he doesn't want me to be president because I'm going to tax him. I... And I have a wealth tax. That's why this man is going to spend all this money, because he wants to keep it. Yeah, I, I think Bloomberg should address that directly. Uh, and it seems like it's such an easy one for him to swat down. Uh, so the so what would he say? Uh, I, let, let's, I'll try to guess what he would say. Okay. So first of all, the wealth, the wealth tax is probably never going to happen. I don't think even if Democrats got control of the Senate, um, and, you know, there's been some decent analysis of this, that they would have enough votes for the wealth tax because, um, yes— the majority of Americans are fine with taxing the wealthy more, but there's also they, they also feel like uh, when is this going to hit me? 
And um, there are some – there will be some Democrats from fairly It's not going to hit you till you have $50 million, right? Uh, well, yeah, but it starts here and then they lower the threshold and stuff. But the other problem with the wealth tax is it might be unconstitutional just because of a certain clause in the Constitution. And then the really hard part of it is how do you value certain things that you would tax every year, your art collection or your yacht is the, the, you know, the famous example. And by the way, why don't you just do something simpler? If you want to tax the wealthy more, just tax them more through the parts of the tax code that we, we already know work. Just raise the income tax or raise, raise the capital gains tax mm-hmm. would be the most direct way. Um, and I think Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders want to do all of those things. So I think Bloomberg could say the wealth tax just won't work. I'm a, I'm a pragmatist. I want to do things that are going to work. And by the way, if you did tax me at 2%, um, I've, got, I've got more money than I know what to do with. And if you take away 2% of my $55 billion, I'll have 50 uh, 3.5, what would it be? 53 which is exa- billion? Which is what Elizabeth like, Warren says. You You're still going to be a billionaire. Yeah, he, he could say that, though. He'd say, it, I, I'm not, it's not my thing because it'll never work. But if you took 2% away from me every year, I, I would die the richest guy I've ever known anyway. It's interesting. Which he I, should do. He should say, I don't, he should say, I just don't give a crap. I went on his website earlier and just looking at the issues because I do think that um, inequality uh, is an issue this campaign. And it's not something that he's highlighting. And I wonder if that's because it's a difficult issue for him and maybe he's going to get around to it. Uh, But he does, you know, he does really well setting out on guns. Mm -hmm. And as you noted, on the uh, climate change issue as well, which I think are two very important issues this cycle. But the inequality problem is not going away. And I just think being a billionaire, it does have to be something that he needs to take on well, let me, right let away. Me, let me let me answer that with a question first, but then I'll answer it with an answer. Um, who do you among the Democrats, who do you think is doing a good job um, making uh, fixing inequality the highlight of their campaign? I would say Sanders and Warren. Sanders and Warren. I and mean, that is their thing, basically. Um, Biden? Not so much. Sort of status quo. So Biden is the front runner still. And he's not um, he's he, I mean, he, he's got those kinds of things as part of his plan. It's not what really what he's running on, though. Biden, kind of like Bloomberg, they're both really attacking Trump uh, and and um, comparing themselves to Trump rather than running against the other Democrats, um, which I think is important? And is that the thing that will actually put them over the top? I, I mean, it, again, these are this is all different than it's been before. So uh, Bloomberg does have uh, he does address inequality and he's um, because he has not been doing this for as long as the other candidates. Um, his plans are not nearly as developed because he hasn't been working on them as long as the others and testing them and then, um, you know, revising them based on what kind of public uh, reaction it gets and stuff like that. But here's what his economic plan is. I mean, he wants to. Um, so first of all, he does favor uh, higher taxes on the wealthy. I don't think he has said exactly how he would do that yet. And he's also said he doesn't want to do it through the wealth tax. But there are lots of other ways you could do it. You could just raise the income tax, raise the capital gains tax, raise the corporate tax, whatever. Um, and then his economic plan, it's actually boring but prudent. Um, so he, he wants to do things to improve the skills of the workforce in the places that need improvements in the skill of the workforce. That's a lot of the Midwest. That's a lot of the industrial part of the country. Uh, you know, Trump's pitch to those voters was make America great again, by which he meant I'm going to bring job, bring back the good jobs that used to support the middle class in these parts of the country, which he has not done and which he can't do. I mean, we've talked about that so many times on our shows, right? 
Um, it just so happens that the economy is doing pretty well right now, but he has not brought back any jobs. The, the you know to the extent manufacturing is doing well, it's because we do still build stuff, and the economy has supported an improvement in that part of the sector. But that's going to go back down again during the next recession. And Bloomberg, right, he says what smart economists say we need to do, which is we need to boost the skill level all throughout the workforce, especially for people who don't go to college. doesn't mean you have to go to college. It means you have to get better skills that include a lot of technical training, how to operate digital machinery, um, specific skills that pay more. And, um, you know, he's got plans for how to do this. He wants to replace uh, every coal plant in the country. I think he says there are 251 coal plants left. He wants to replace every one of those. But instead of just sort of the blanket statement, we got to end, end coal, which is what you hear from Elizabeth Warren, for example. She also wants to just ban fracking. Uh, Bloomberg says, I want to close those plants, but I want to convert those plants in place to clean energy plants so that you're not just leaving these people high and dry. I mean, the people who work in the industry. I mean, that's a smart, that's a smart approach. I'm not sure it's feasible everywhere, but he's not just saying... I think Elizabeth Warren is way too facile sometimes. She says, we're going to ban fracking. Um, we're going to move to clean energy. And if you work in fracking, and guess what? Fracking, there, there are a lot of fracking jobs in Ohio, a swing state, in Pennsylvania, a swing state. I mean, what, what are those voters supposed to think? Right. I mean, you just want to make my industry obsolete. And what are you going to do? Like, just send me a welfare check? So Bloomberg is saying, and he's, he has actually worked this issue for some time, close the coal plants, but convert them into whatever comes after uh, carbon energy so that we keep those jobs in place. And maybe those new jobs are even better jobs than mining coal, which one would hope they are. This came up during the most recent debate on health care. If you kind of get rid of the private health care industry, what happens to all those jobs? The question about Des Moines question. being an yeah, insurance no, town. Yeah. Well, where are all these people going to go get jobs? And Bernie Sanders said, you know, it's a five-year plan to get those people <laughs> I, I mean, into other careers. When I heard careers. that, I thought, if I were... If I were um, if I worked in the insurance industry in uh, Iowa and Bernie Sanders said, don't worry, I'm going to eliminate your industry, but I've got a five-year plan to transition you into something else, I would immediately say, no, thanks. I just want uh, – just please stay away. I'm, I don't want your five-year plan. I want what I got right now. Let uh, me, but let me go back to – just go back yeah. to the Bloomberg uh, economic plan. So I just did my best to sort of regurgitate what I understand his plan to be. I'm boring myself. <laughs> As I say it, I'm like, this is so boring. There's no slogan like, you know, Trump had a great slogan, make America great again. Um, he wants to raise, you know, go to the raise the minimum wage to $15, which is what a lot of the other Democrats do. Um, where I, I, That's just not fun. It's not uh, pithy. So I don't we need know. something more? I don't know. I w so I think that if he were not this super billionaire with all this money, for sure he would need – like this would just – you know, there. But well, guess what? There are ten other Democrats who have kind of have the same plan, and you don't even know their names because no one's interested because it's just not grabby. Uh, so because Bloomberg has all his money, and because he's running after Trump, uh, he's going after Trump instead of like playing small ball among the other Democrats. Uh, he's getting attention. But I'm, the, you know, the traditional rule would say he just has no sizzle, um, and that he would not be likely to win. You, I mean, if you disagree, if yeah, you think no, no. Mike Bloomberg has sizzle, please <laughs> jump in. I'm waiting. I don't any, think any you guys, Bloomberg and Bloomberg sizzle, sizzle are not commonly put together. Alex here, they're just silent. We got a Mensa Mensa from Alex. 
So you said, said, said a no. couple times about the ads that he's going after Trump. Yeah. Which brings me to this one theory. I made a couple calls before uh, just talking to some people. And one person, and it goes back to the first question I asked you. Is he really running? I have no short Said memory, that he— <laughs> Did you remind me the, qu- the first— The first question was, is Bloomberg really running? Is this real? There are some theories out there that he is just going after Trump, and he's willing to spend his own money because he can play that game mm-hmm. while the other Democrats are going to continue, you know, trying to do the positive message and let's make it about what we're going to do and— kind of forget about what's going on over here while we're having this impeachment trial. But Bloomberg can go out. He can go out early. He can spend all this money. It's a lot easier than pushing it through somebody else's campaign. Mm -hmm. But he's not really in it to win. He's really in it to get the message out there that Trump is the wrong answer. I think he's um, doing—I think he's playing it both ways is my best guess. And uh, to go back to a little bit of the history here, and by the way, we had a we had a top um, Bloomberg advisor on one of our shows recently, not your show, is, but the guy's name is Tusk, uh, and he's a money manager uh, who is working with the campaign and sort of going around and speaking on behalf of Bloomberg. And uh, Alexis uh, and uh, Brian Sazi and Andy Serwer asked him, kind of asked him that question, like, how long is Bloomberg, like, is he going to go the distance or, like, what's his deal? And mm-hmm. He gave a kind of a surprisingly candid answer, and he pointed out that when Bloomberg make, kind of made the decision, which is last, you know, last half of 2018, uh, 2019, sorry, um, Biden was looking very shaky. So Biden, the front runner, um, looking shaky, and if Biden collapsed, who would that leave? That would leave, uh, you know, young Pete Buttigieg, totally unproven. Uh, it would leave Amy Klobuchar, who I think is very qualified but just not getting a lot of traction. And I think I guess the thinking then was if Biden collapses, then it's just wide open for either Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren, and we're going to have a, a near socialist as the Democratic nominee. So Bloomberg says, can't let that happen because that person will lose to Trump, so I need to get into this race. And lo and behold, look what has happened. Um, Biden has not collapsed. Um, he, he you know, worries about his uh, ineptitude are overblown. And um, Bloomberg's rationale, was that if if Joe Biden collapses, I need to be there to save the party and save the country. And Joe Biden is not collapsing. So that suggests that if, let's say Biden is a nominee, Bloomberg doesn't win, what does he do? Um, I guess what we think he does, which he said he's going to do, is he just funds the Biden slash Democratic effort to beat Trump in November with a ton of money. Before we go, to wrap it up, who is going to have the better Super Bowl commercial, President Trump <laughs> or Mike Bloomberg. So they have both bought Super Bowl ads. It's doesn't that by the way Super so Bowl when, ads. So when we talk, so we're just we're just talking. I'm asserting that Mike Bloomberg has no sizzle, but the fight between Bloomberg and Trump does have sizzle. And one thing, uh, one one element, one signal of Bloomberg's success so far is that Trump is tweeting about him. Oh. So he has gotten under Trump's skin, and he has a nickname. He has a uh, mini, mini Mike. Mike. Yeah, that's what Trump calls him. So there's Mini Mike and Sleepy Joe. Um, and I love the fact that he's getting under Trump's skin. I mean, to me, that's the entertainment value there is good. And Trump is now making him part of the Trump reality show uh, in the White House. And Trump um, is mad that he's spending so much on the ads. 
Well, he's, he's going to. That's he's, because he's tweeted about the Medicare, the the health ads, and he that that's that's bugging him. And that's and he it, it's got to also bug him that Bloomberg is so much richer than he is. So I mean, so much richer. So the so of the I don't spend a lot of time watching ads, at least not yet. And I actually like Joe Biden's ads going after Trump a little bit more because. He's real, you know. Joe Biden is kind of like Mr. Genteel, you know, in his persona. But his ad, his ads are really sharp. Have you seen a? The world is laughing at us. The world is laughing at us. Um, He has another ad showing that Trump seems obsessed with Biden, and he's just got cuts of Trump going Biden, 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 Joe Biden, Joe, and it's like. Why is this? Why is the president so obsessed with me? There must be something to me. I mean, that's the under, underlying ad. So, uh, and Bloomberg's ads have been a little more earnest. Um, so, Get to know me. Yeah, and uh, I mean, well, you know, the Super Bowl is when you want to bring the razzle dazzle, right, for the for your ads. So, uh, I'm interested to see. I'm sure Bloomberg's ad will be better because I think Trumps are so hokey. Uh, with the, you know, the, the bald eagle and Trump trying to look militaristic and commanding. To me, they're so hokey in the MAGA BS. Um, so I hope Bloomberg gets a little funky and has some fun with his ad, um, which would be a winner. I agree. If he goes funny, I think it could be good. Know, Otherwise— Do you do you know the—I'm sorry to cut you. Do yeah. you know the cost of a Super Bowl ad? Uh, $10 million, I think, is what Bloomberg uh, reportedly spent for 60 seconds. I mean, so Bernie ad. Sanders only, you know, top— the top fundraiser in the last quarter raised $34 million. So to buy a Super Bowl ad would be one-third of his entire uh, fundraising for the last quarter. So that tells you how much money Bloomberg has that he can just toss off a Super Bowl ad. This has been so fun. I will let you know that I am going 49ers to win, and I think Trump might have the better Super Bowl ad. Why? I just feel like the patriotic Eagle stuff is going to play really well on Super Bowl Sunday. But if Bloomberg goes funny— Maybe. Well, maybe I'll you'll invite me on your show the day after sure. to talk about the Trump versus Bloomberg Super Bowl ad. Can't wait. We'll see who's better. But and thank you for doing this. 49ers definitely are going to win. I cannot say anything about who's going to win for president, no, but I'm going my, 49ers my, are winning. Okay, my team, the Steelers, hasn't even made the playoffs two years in a row. My terrible towels have been in a drawer, Mike Tomlin. <laughs> so I'm, I'm with your 49ers. I'm just happy the Patriots have lost and the Ravens lost. So it's already been a good season for me. I'm, I'm go Niners. I'm with you. So fun. Thank you.